Chapter thirty five of Just Stories The Kind That Never Grow Old by Winfred Hurst, SDS. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Our All Powerful Sacrifice. I'm going to ask God for it in Holy Mass. There we can get anything. That's what Clara whispered to George one day. These two little people wanted something very, very much, you see. What they wanted I am not going to tell you, but I must say that they were right in asking for it, especially at Mass. That is our all-powerful sacrifice. In Holy Mass God cannot refuse us anything, for therein Jesus himself pleads for us, if what we ask for be according to the adorable will of God. And when Jesus asked his Heavenly Father for anything, he grants it at once. That reminds me of a story which is told in the life of the holy abbot Severinus. Many, many hundred years ago, a great misfortune threatened to come upon the country in which the saintly priest lived. I am sure you could never guess what it was, for you never saw anything like it. Locusts, destructive grasshoppers, large swarms of them, millions of them, suddenly came and settled down upon the fields. The farmers were alarmed. They knew that only in the few days all their crops would be eaten up by these voracious destroyers of all vegetation. They did not know what to do, and in their distress they came to Abbot Severinus, asking for advice, begging for his help. Then the abbot called them all together in the church and spoke to them very seriously. He told them that perhaps God had sent those dreadful swarms of locusts to punish them for their sins. They must all try to appease the anger of God. And if you ask how this can be done, said the priest, I answer that I know of no better means of propitiation and petition than the holy sacrifice of the Mass. God cannot resist the voice of Jesus, who then makes powerful intercession for us on the altar. Be here tomorrow, all of you, and devoutly offer up the holy sacrifice with me, for the special grace that we may be preserved from the evil that threatens us. With these sentiments all agreed, and from the words they spoke to each other after they had left the church, it was evident that they were all filled with sorrow for their sins, and that they looked upon the coming of the locusts as a just punishment sent by God. They would all come to Mass in the morning. All? No. One farmer scoffed at the idea. What? he exclaimed. Are you folks so simple as to think that saying Mass will do any good? Why, it will not drive away even a single locust. Such nonsense! What a sinful thing to say! But the wicked man suited the action to the words. He was the only one who did not come to the mass in the morning. He simply went out on his farm to work. Unhappy man! But all the others came to church and assisted at mass with great piety and firm faith. They acknowledged they were sinners and begged God to be merciful to them for Jesus' sake. And this reminds me of what happened to St. Colette one day, when she was assisting at the adorable sacrifice. At the consecration that morning, the priest heard her exclaim, O oh my God, my Jesus, O oh angels and saints, O oh men and sinners, what marvels are these that we see and hear? After Mass, the priest asked her what made her cry aloud in that extraordinary manner. Do you know what she said? Reverend Father, she answered, when you elevated the sacred host, I saw Christ upon the cross. 
the blood flowing from his precious wounds, and at the same time I heard him thus address the Eternal Father. Look upon this body of flesh, in which I hung upon the cross, in which I suffered for mankind. Look upon my wounds, look upon the blood that I shed, consider my sufferings, consider my death. All this I endured to save sinners. Now, if thou dost consign them to perdition on account of their iniquities, and deliver them over to the devil, what compensation shall I have for my bitter passion, for my cruel death? For my sake, therefore, spare these sinners, O my Father, and preserve them from eternal damnation. In a similar way, Jesus pleaded with the Father during this Mass, of which I am telling you. Indeed, in every Mass he pleads with infinite efficacy. He begged him to ward off from these people the great temporal evil that was about to befall them. Immediately after Mass, the good farmers went out into the fields to work. Imagine their surprise. Their prayers had already been heard. The locusts were leaving, rising up like a dark cloud, countless thousands of them, and the happy people raised their hands and praised God in gratitude and joy. Such is the power of Holy Mass. Truly, the altar is a throne of grace and mercy in all our necessities. We ought to try to go to that throne every day. Listen to what St. Paul says. Let us go, therefore, with confidence to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace and seasonable aid. But my story is not finished yet. How about that unbelieving farmer who laughed at the Mass? He treated with contempt the most adorable sacrifice, and God did not let him go unpunished. He, too, was out in the field when the locusts began to depart. He could not believe his eyes. He was speechless with surprise. He did not know what to say. Then the punishment came. Even as he watched the terrible storm of locusts move away, he saw them suddenly whirl round and descend like a black cloud on his farm, and on his alone. At once they began to eat up everything with all their proverbial veracity. Now the unhappy man cried to God for help, but he cried in vain. The locusts did not leave until every green leaf had disappeared. Now, isn't there a lesson here? And please, ask yourself whether you value Holy Mass most highly, or whether you do not. End of chapter 35